0: Hello, you are tuned in to another segment of Women Who Boss Up. This is where I have conversations with women who rise above and become bosses. These women have a sense of confidence and awareness about where they stand in this world, and they handle their business and authentically love what they do. Now, my guest today is Roshan Broussard. How are you today?
1: I am doing lovely. How about yourself?
0: I can't complain. It's always a great day when I get to do a conversation on someone's journey. So Rashawn is a marriage coach and inspirational speaker. She also mentors young ladies and -and up-and-coming entrepreneurs. She is driven by her passion to see lives transform. So Rashawn, let me first ask you, what was life like growing up for you?
1: Well, before I answer that question, I would first of all want to say thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to speak on your awesome platform and to share my story. It's a great privilege to be able to do so. So, what was life growing up for me? I grew up in a family of eight six girls and two boys, and growing up for me, was I was a very shy young girl. I I really didn't talk much. I hid behind my mother and we were constantly in church a lot. We grew up in the church. And also I, of course, went to school and did all those things that any other child would do. However, because I was so shy and really didn't communicate much, I kind of hid behind my mother, hid behind people, allowed many things to kind of get in the way of me growing into myself. And as you're talking about bossing up, being able to do so. Went to high school in California, elementary school and high school in California. Ended up being raised by, of course, my mother and my father. And like I was sharing before, being in a house full of a lot of women and men, you kind of find yourself not being able to speak up for yourself or either find who you are because you're underneath everybody else. So that was a bit of a struggle for me as I was growing up and trying to find myself.
0: You also said you were complex until you found yourself. Tell us why you were complex.
1: Well because when you are in a family where there are uh, individuals that are much older than you, sometimes you find yourself trying to do things for the sake of your mother or your father or trying to live under what they expect you to do. So that's why it was a little complex for me because I was trying to do things that they wanted me to do, but yet still not really finding out myself And what I wanted to do. So that's why it was a little bit complex for me. Because I was living, it was a good life. I I will not complain about it. But however, it was just complex. Because I was not living the life that I thought was best for me at the time. Especially when I got of age.
0: So where did you fall in the family? Were you in the middle? Were you the baby?
1: I am number 7 out of 8.
0: Okay. Also, you were a single mother at 19. Can you tell us about that experience? Did you have a support system? Did you have healthy relationships during that time?
1: Well, yes. At the age of nineteen, I always share this story with young ladies, is because I was going across the my um, getting my diploma as I was graduating from high school. Did not realize that I was pregnant. So I always say that my son graduated right along with me (laughs) and didn't even know it. I had a very good support system. However, I was the one that did not realize what a good support system I had. Sometimes you don't realize that people around you really care for you when you're in a position of trying to find out who you are as a young parent and a mother trying to figure life out. So I had a very good support system, but I was the one that rebelled against the support system. in some areas. Growing up, it was very challenging because I had to, of course, continue my education and he's tried to continue on my education as well as raise a young little boy by myself because his father um, was not in the picture. And I went ahead and finished my schooling. I ended up dropping out right before I was getting ready to finish and kind of started living a life that was not acceptable to me. At that time in my um, in my life however I eventually evolved once I grew up and I met my husband and that's when life started to really revolve in my life because he came into my son's life when he was I think approximately five years old wonderful so you met
0: your husband and he's a military man so tell us about that experience you said your life evolved so give us some examples of how you felt it evolved
1: how I started to evolve. Well, the very first duty station that we had the opportunity to move to was when we moved to Hawaii. And Hawaii, I would say, was a catalyst to me beginning to evolve. And it was due to because of the ministry that we were under. The ministry that we were under was a very prophetic ministry. And that's where I began to receive prophetic words from God as to what my life is to be and so as I began to meet new women who were already at the place of where I wanted to be that's when I began to be challenged in my thinking challenged in how I saw life, and even challenged as a mother and a wife. And so with that, it didn't feel good at times, and it was not easy, but it began the evolving in my life and in my husband's life because he also had a daughter when we got married, so we were a blended family. And that's when things began to change for us in the journey, and our trajectory began to change.
0: Okay, now.
1: You said you got this prophecy. So
0: most people, when they get the prophecy, they don't accept it right away. Did you accept the calling
1: right away? (laughs) No, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) Not at all. I was like, who is this man? What are they saying? First of all, how did you even know my life? (laughs) uh, And some of the things that I had experienced, it took me about a year or so to actually begin walking in some parts of the prophecy, because the prophecy, of course, did not begin to really fulfill itself until years later, but for me to receive it and accept it, it was about a year or so later, and it really challenged me to change. I continually say that word challenge because sometimes when you get a prophetic word, people, some people begin to think that it's going to happen right then and there. And it does not. It's a process because there's a developing and a maturing that had to take place within me in order for me to be able to start stepping into and walking in some portions of that prophecy.
0: Okay. Now, also with the prophecy, you talk about finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. Once you found your purpose, tell us what your purpose was and how did you move forward?
1: my story and where I had came from, I began to start mentoring young ladies. In the beginning stages, it was just me getting young ladies together and just talking to them, kind of helping them through some areas of their life that they were talking to that were were quite similar to some of the steps that I had taken, which were single mother, not really knowing who they were, knowing their identity and being confident in themselves. And so I just began to take some of my friends, daughters, and people at the church's children and start talking to them. And once I started doing that, it became evident to me that this is a part of what I know that I was called to do, and that is to encourage whether it is the young ladies um, that were in the age groups between 19 and above, and even some women that had experienced some of the same things that I had walked through, but did not know how quite how to detach Themselves, in a sense, from their issues that they were walking through, they were still being um, held back by some of those issues. And so, when I started doing that, I really found myself, found out this was my purpose because I love to see the transformation when I heard back maybe a year or two years later what that did in a person's life.
0: That is awesome. Now, also, let's talk
1: about Daughters of Destiny. So. Daughter of Destiny, that was the name that was given to me when my husband and I moved to Virginia. We were in Virginia and I was under a young lady who mentored me and she had a mentoring program. And from that, she would always use that word, we are daughters of God, we are have a destiny. We have a destiny, there's something that we need to walk into and do. And so one day when I was sitting in one of our meetings, it just hit me, daughters of destiny, because all of the young girls and young women that I was talking to, I had been sharing with them that they also had a destiny, and they were the daughters of the king. So I just took those two words and co-joined them together and just called them the daughters of destiny. And then they begin to start walking. And it's a beautiful thing because even to this day, many of them are still walking and fulfilling as a daughter of destiny and what God has called them to do.
0: That is awesome. I like that. So then we talk about your goals. I remember us talking and you were talking about what your goal was. It was to expand your reach and impact young ladies, women, and marriages around the world. So have you begun that journey yet?
1: yes we have it started when we were again my husband we were in hawaii we moved from there we traveled to from different states while he was in the military and i did not realize until years later that we had started that journey in every duty station that we went to because we encountered couples from every parts and walks of life as we began to end his career In the military, we transitioned back to Hawaii, and that, again, was another location where we began to walk in and really touch the lives of those people, all nationalities from all walks of life and from all other countries when we were in Hawaii. And now that we are in California, we have encountered the same thing from people in our neighborhood that have found out just from through conversation that we have what we're doing, which is a marriage coaching program. And then my husband and I also reach multitudes of people around the world through our social media pages, which we do live recordings Tuesdays. We're actually getting ready to change to Wednesdays now, but we're do, we have been doing that for the past year and a half now, and that has expanded and expanded our reach. And so I, we are definitely doing that day by day.
0: Okay, so then let's go ahead and dive into Marriage Evolve's. Tell us more about Marriage Evolves and how it was created, how it came into existence.
1: <laughs> That's a very good question. Marriage Evolves actually existed when we were in Hawaii, and we began to just sit down and discuss how and what we wanted to do and what this Marriage Evolves was going to look like. And so a question was proposed to my husband and I, what would your kids say about you and your marriage, what they've seen throughout their years of growing up? And so one of the words that our children used was, we saw that you guys evolved over the years. And so because of that one particular word, we put marriage evolves together. And we went, we began to sit down and write down all the areas of our life where we saw how we evolved over the years in our communication, in our relational marriage, as far as our sex life and how, how we began to trust or trust one another, and build up those areas. And so that's how we Marriage Evolves became about. And on top of that, how many people that we encountered also used that same word, you guys have definitely evolved. You all have went from point A to point B. So there was no other word or no other way to name this outside of Marriage Evolves because we ourselves did just that, evolve.
0: That is great when you can come together as one through marriage and throughout whatever you were dealing with, like you said, you know the issues that you were going through in your marriage and build this business called Marriage Evolve and people notice and see it. So now tell me more about what you offer as Marriage Evolves.
1: What Marriage Evolves offers, we do premarital counseling for those who are engaged and even those who are considering wanting to marry whoever they're dating. We do an eight-week program with them And we go over various areas of marriage issues, such as communication, what that looks like, if there are any barriers in your communication that may need to be worked on so it will not hinder you once you get married. We also coach those who are married who want to just refresh their relationship because they may have been in it for a while. And so we also have an eight-week program for them as well where we go down the same areas because we're finding out that many people, regardless of whether they're being married one year, 10 years, or 15 years, they're constantly evolving in their relationship and their communication and how they view one another, what their goals are as a couple. So we kind of have a roadmap for them and provide them the tools to do the crisis management and the pre preventive care that is needed so they won't have to take long time to come out of some issues relational people go through that sometimes can keep them down there for a year, two years, or three years, or however long they choose to stay there. That's what we offer to each couple that we counsel
0: every month. Awesome. So would you say you're an ideal customer? You said those dating, engaged, or even married, and they may need assistance in, like, communication, sex, finances, if they have a blended family, infidelity, trust, Are those some of the issues that you cover in these eight-week courses?
1: Most most definitely those are the areas because those are every single one of the areas that we ourselves have overcome. We've overcame the infidelity. We've overcame the uh, building of how to learn how to build up trust again, how to communicate with one another. So, yes, every area that you just named is what we tackle. And my husband has this saying, which I really love, we make sure that we peel back the onion and get to the root of the problem. So when you leave our presence after eight weeks, you would have, would have identified what the problem is so you can be able to work past problem and come to a resolution of what you're going to do to move forward.
0: So in these relationships, how important is growth? You know, because some relationships may be stagnant. Somebody may be considering, you know, splitting up or, or divorce. How important is growth in learning to work through
1: it? Putting in the work, basically. It is very important because no marriage or relationship will be able to move forward effectively if either one of the parties are not willing to grow. Growth is like you needing water every single day. And that's one of the Key things that we share with couples is allow yourself and your spouse or mate to grow that is the best thing that you can do for yourself and your relationship. because if you are at that stage of being stagnated when you're stagnated things begin to smell and stink and don't grow Mm. and so if you want to get out of there somebody has to be as we always tell couples the grown person in the relationship to say okay we have to change this portion of our relationship Somebody has to do that. I like that. That is so true. If no one does that, then you're going to stay stuck. And willing to think different, be different, and take the actions that requires a different version of your marriage.
0: A different version. That's key right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the secret is playing to win together. How important is that?
1: That's like you feeding your newborn baby his formula. It helps them to be nurtured it helps them to grow. It helps every area of their persons and being. That's the same way playing to work together as a team is. We often sometimes may walk into a relationship as two people, which you will, but sometimes still constantly individualizing yourself and not realizing you're on the same team. You're looking at the same goals. But maybe how you obtain those goals may be a little different, but you're still going to reach your goal because you're on the same team. It's very important. In any sport, you will not be able to be an effective team and win if you don't come together as one. And that's exactly what we share with couples. Team is very important. Wonderful. So
0: as a young military family you traveled a lot and then you have a unique blended family you brought in a, a son and he brought in a daughter so my mm-hmm. question to you is doing all of this travel how did it affect the children and are they basically taking heed to what you're you know when you lead by example you know are they taking notes like in their relationships are they entrepreneurs as well
1: Now, my daughter, yes, they have actually honed in on a lot of what they saw us walk through, which was very good because we would sit down with them and talk to them a lot about some of the mistakes that we've made when it came to relationships and in our marriage. So the first part is when we were in the military, it was a little challenging because dad was gone a lot. So I would have to take on that role of being the provider and everything at the same time, which it taught our daughter, how to be able to do the same thing. However, just like how I struggled, it also when he, when dad came home, was a struggle for me to give up my reins to put it back in his hands. Mm. And so she saw how we had to walk through that, and it kind of helped her navigate in her relationship because she ended up in the same situation as we are. We were in at that same time, to where she had to navigate it, relinquish the um, reins, and do the same thing. And our son. He has done the same thing. He's an entrepreneur. He's actually in the music industry, and he has very good work ethics based off of what he saw his father do, because he worked very well and very hard to support his family. And so that kind of maneuvered over to him as well. But as far as relational wise, we to this day, they they will question us about relationships. What do I look for when I'm looking for my potential husband or wife? You know, is this acceptable? Should I, what about emotional attachment? What does that look like? So we do have them asking us questions and also having their friends call us too. <laughs> Which is uh, quite funny sometimes, I um, but, but which the- is very good. And yeah. so they have te- definitely taken some of the traits that we have shown them over the years—good, bad, and them different—and all of it has been a learning tool for them.
0: And that's great when your children can come to you and have those types of conversations.
1: Now that wasn't an easy place to get to, but they finally got there. Oh, okay.
0: Over <laughs> time, okay, got it. Like with any any child, okay. mhm, All right. So let's talk about self-care because you mentioned because your husband was in the military and was gone a lot, you had to become the role of the mother and the father while being prophesied and and coaching and all of this stuff. Where did self-care come into play for you?
1: I did not learn self-care until the last four years of my life just recently. I didn't know how to be still and care for myself because I was so busy caring for others. I just recently began learning that. And how it began was because I had no choice but to care for myself when I was in the hospital. Uh So when I had my hospital visit, that gave me an awakening as to the importance of me caring for myself so I can care for others better. That's a journey that I'm now walking out every single day, putting me first and then giving what I can to other people, but yet still being effective when I give care to others.
0: That is so true. You must take care of yourself in order to take care of others.
1: Yes. So
0: what do you do to take care of yourself as far as self-care is concerned and how often?
1: I have made it a practice for myself to, at least if it's not once a month or every other month, I will take myself to a hotel room and be with myself. Ah. So I can decompress from everything, everyone. And this is something my husband and I have definitely come in agreement with, which he feels that it's very necessary and has been benefited from, from me being able to do that. And if it's not me going to a hotel, I would just go away for a couple of hours by myself. I love sitting at the beach, reading my books and just detoxing so I can find out, okay, Rashawn, what's next for you? What do you want to achieve? What is your goal for yourself for the next couple of months? I make my goals obtainable when I have this time to myself, whether it's a massage or whether it's going to you know, make myself beautified. Those are the ways that I have learned to care for me All
0: so my mind be.
1: can be rejuvenated and refreshed before I go and give it to anybody
0: else. So tell me, what is unique about Marriage Evolves versus any other marriage counseling company?
1: What I believe is so unique about us is because whenever we do coaching, they're getting both of us. They are going to receive the woman's perspective and the man's perspective along with a team that is unbiased. We're not going to be more biased to the woman or more biased to the man. It is equalized across the board, which is not a very unique thing that you see, but that's what makes us unique as a marriage team.
0: Okay, so what drives you to keep going when it gets really tough? Hearing the testimonies
1: of couples that come into us, whether it is two months down the road, a year, two years, that's what drives us, and knowing that we are walking out the purpose that God gave us over 15, 20 years ago.
0: Okay, so with that being said, what has been your most satisfying moment? I know you say when they come back and tell the stories, but is there something in particular that just warms your heart This is my passion and my purpose.
1: What warms my heart is that I see myself and my husband finally gotten to that point of being that team that we talked about over all these years and being able to work together in this purpose and call that has been put upon our lives. That's what really makes me put the biggest smile on my face. That's amazing. So we
0: talk about your most satisfying moment and and what do you do when it gets really tough. So what is your greatest fear and how do you manage that fear? My greatest fear is
1: not being able to help someone, even though I have the ability to do that, if that makes sense. That's a fear for me because even though sometimes we have the ability to help someone, it doesn't mean that we can help someone, especially if they're not receptive to it, right? open to it. And so that's my fear that we may come across someone or meet someone who yet wants to help but is not receptive to it. So that has been a fear of mine, but has not come to pass, which thankfully has not done so. But my, and my, also my other fear is the fear of not being able to succeed at the greatest level and my greatest potential. Okay would you say how I come back I'm sorry go ahead
0: no I was just going to say how do you see yourself at this level right now as far as succeeding to your highest level
1: I haven't reached that yet okay I'm still growing and still evolving into even even something greater I um, just recently began reading a book and there was a quote in the book that said this is the time for you to dominate your year so I believe this year is going to be another portion of me dominating and getting to that level of where I wanted to actually be. Okay.
0: Now, speaking of books, what book has inspired you or is your favorite book? What is your go-to book?
1: My go-to book? Oh, my Lord. Let me see. I have several. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is, and it just recently came out not too long ago. It's by Darius Daniels. It's called Your Purpose is Calling. Your Purpose is Calling? Your Purpose is Calling by uh, Dr. Darius Daniels. And the other book by the same author is Relational Intelligence. Hmm. Okay, sound like I'm going to have to pick up a book. Oh, yes. Yes, those are two very good books that collided me into, like I said, this year being able to dominate this year, which I believe we will be able to reach even more so across this world and this nation with what we are uniquely doing. And the last book that I would encourage you, if you don't already have, is The Energy Bus by gordon the energy the energy bus and it it's by john gordon okay great
0: we're gonna look those up <laughs> okay so who has been your greatest inspiration
1: my greatest inspiration has been one particular person that i've followed for a very long time and she has really really inspired me i'm not sure if you've ever heard of her her name is uh, sarah jakes roberts yep And she has really inspired me because of the similarities in our stories of how she overcame her situation of being a teen mother as well and walking through her divorce and being able to, as we're discussing, bossing up a woman who who bosses up. She has done that and she has been an example of how I, too, can boss up as a woman and encounter many across the world and help them do the same.
0: Okay, great.
1: Now, what
0: piece of advice would you give to someone just starting out? Now, are you referring to just starting out as walking
1: into bossing themselves up or starting out in what area?
0: I would say probably if it was an entrepreneur looking to get started.
1: The first advice I would give is to find out what you're very very passionate about. And when you find out what you're really, really passionate about and what you would love to do, whether you get paid or not, as an entrepreneur, it's still going to be part of what you do. And then and once you find out what you're most passionate about, put a plan together of how you're going to execute what it is that you see yourself doing as an entrepreneur. And then also connect yourself up with people who are in the field of where you are or where you wanting to achieve towards and connect yourself with people that could get you there
0: oh, great. or help
1: you get there.
0: Thanks for sharing that. That's all great. I've heard those before.
1: Okay, Thank so you.
0: what would be your favorite quote? Because you read all of these books, so I know you have some quotes that just kind of come to mind when you're going through different things. Is there like a go to quote? I
1: would say it's not necessarily a quote, it's a scripture that I've lived off of for years.
0: That works as and well And I Let's stand talk about on. It.
1: It. And that is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I am the head and not the tail. I am above. And not beneath, I am the lender, and not the bar.
0: Yes, love it, most definitely. That would be my quote slash scripture. <laughs> that, that works, yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: that's it. So what's next for Roshan? What's next for me? Yes.
1: Right now I'm in the process of developing an ebook for married couples and for those who are dating. So that should be coming out within the next month or so, or two months or so. Um, that's in the process and then also too my husband and I are working on putting together a marriage playbook that we're going to be offering on our website and in our sessions with the couples that we coach so those are the next things that are coming up for us along with doing a couple of traveling events going and speaking in different areas to couples and also to young women Awesome. so that's what's coming up for me for this year so far
0: okay great so tell me, what is your definition of a boss?
1: The definition of a boss is one who is building her empire and knows how to take control, to execute,
0: and to build. love it. Build empire and take control. Yes. So how can someone contact you if they're interested in more information about Marriage Evolves?
1: They can contact us on our website, which is www.marriage evolves.com there's a location on there where you can contact us and also too there's an email address which is hello at marriage you can email us and we will definitely get back to you and of course you can follow us on instagram and facebook we also have a tiktok which we're just learning how to roll on that (laughs) one right now (laughs) but they can follow us or, or contact us there as well awesome any last remarks just like I am doing the same thing for this year go forth focus execute and dominate this year for yourself and boss up like you need to do
0: exactly focus execute and there was something else before you said boss up. and then
1: dominate dominate
0: okay love it focus execute dominate and boss up I want to thank you Roshan for taking the time out to share your journey with our listeners today you're more than welcome
1: and thank you so much for the opportunity
0: you are welcome. Now, if you would like more information on Women Who Boss Up, you can email me at womenwhobossup@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also like me on Facebook at Women Who Boss Up. Until next time, everyone, take it easy.